podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Tuesday on which Liverpool will take on Aston Villa at Villa Park in the Premier League. The Reds need a win to stay in the race for the Premier League title. Three points behind Manchester City at the moment. Both sides, three games left. I'd be inclined to suggest their three games left are tougher than our three games left. And that if we win our games, we give ourselves a chance because... I do feel like they could drop points away to Wolves, away to West Ham. Whereas with us, away to Villa, away to Southampton, both sides very, very inconsistent, neither particularly good, both of them on the beach, and then Wolves at home in the final day of the season when they won't have much to play for. Now, you could say, well, they won't have much to play for against City either, but remember when they played earlier this season at the Etihad, And City won the game on a penalty that should not have been. And I would bet there's a few in that Wolves dressing room that feel like they were wronged. I would also bet that the Wolves captain, Conor Cody, would very much like to be the guy that does the favour for Liverpool. So just keep those things in mind. Nothing might come of it. It might all prove a fool's errand. They may well just run through their last three games. And if they do, then fair play. If they do, then fair play. They will be deserving Premier League champions and no one can take it away from them. Uh, They can sign all their Erling Haalands and whatever they want, though, and we'll all still know why they're winning trophies and titles and things like that. None of it is because they've organically grown a club. It's all because they're... Well, they're the the footballing equivalent of a steroid juice head, basically. Um... Lots of crying from City fans today because of how the media has reported their signing of Erlen Haaland because people are pointing out that, yes, the buyout clause is €75 million, which is about £64 million, and it's a good deal. But when you factor in that he's going to earn probably in the region of £20 a year, for five years, that's another hundred million. You add in the signing on bonus to him, that's probably 20 million. The signing fee to his father, who somehow believes he's entitled to money from this deal, that's another 20 million. And then the cut that would have been Mino Rayola's that would instead go to Mino Rayola's agency, which is probably somewhere in the region of 30 million. And when you add all of those things up, you get a figure well over 200 million. 
and City fans are outraged that it's being reported like this because perish the thought people actually realise how much money they're spending. They'd like you all to believe the Fabrizio Romano nonsense that he chose, and I quote, the sporting project. The bottom line of it is, Haaland wanted to go to Real Madrid. Haaland will end up at Real Madrid. City are a stepping stone for him. And maybe he did want to work under Pep. But you can imagine that the money is the biggest thing here. Real's focus is Mbappe. And some good reporters, not frauds like Romano, have also pointed out that Real might have been put off a bit by the injury issues that Haaland has had. He's having them in the Bundesliga. That could be problematic when he comes over to the Premier League. He's going to score a ton of goals. We know that. But how much better can he really make them in the Premier League? It's not like they drop a bunch of points anyway. And to play him, certain things are going to have to change, which may affect them in a negative sense from the defensive side of things. Because Haaland isn't a particularly good presser. In fact, he's a dreadful presser. He's not one noted for his off-ball work. So we may well see that City become a little less solid from a defensive point of view. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see what happens with them. But yes, he's he's an outstanding player. Yes, you'd love to have him. But it's a weird fit. And we'll see what happens. It's also worth pointing out as well that his arrival almost certainly means that Jack Grealish is the fifth or sixth attacker next season. Which is incredible. If that was a foreign player who cost 100 million and had had such a terrible first season, it would be every story every day. Instead, it rarely gets mentioned. Lukaku gets mentioned all the time, and he's had a better season than Grealish. Lukaku's issue is he just doesn't fit properly in how Thomas Tuchel wants to play. Pep just doesn't trust Jack Grealish. And Jack Grealish hasn't been good when he's played. Hasn't been good at all. Anyway, back to Liverpool. We play Villa tonight. This is Anfield have, of course, put together their 10 things to know uh, by Henry Jackson. First thing, Villa struggling under Steven Gerrard. And it is true. When you take a look at their results under Gerrard, it's 10 wins, 3 draws and 10 defeats in the Premier League. However, if you take out the new manager bounce, which I think most people would agree is six, seven games, if we just take out the first six games, there's four of his defeats gone. Sorry, four of his victories gone. Two defeats. So since then, it's six wins, eight defeats, three draws. That's not great. It's not great at all. Villa were 16th when he took over. Now, they do currently sit 11th off the back of back-to-back wins over Norwich and Burnley, but they were 15th before that. They'd lost four in a row and drawn one away to Leicester. One thing he has done, he's, he's made them a little bit tougher to beat. 
But when you're relying on Tyron Mings, uh, your defence is never going to be great. There's clearly a good squad there for Gerrard to build off of next season. You'd look at it and say, goalkeepers sorted, right back, left back, both sorted, right side centre back sorted with Konza. You need a left sided centre back to replace Mings because he's awful. Um, you could do it some depth at fullback without question. In midfield, you've got a whole collection of eights. You've got Louise, McGinn, Ramsey, Sanson, uh, Chukwemeka if he stays there. But you've got only one number six, and he's not great in Marvellous Nakamba, so you need to buy a starter there. And then up front, you've got Watkins, you've got Ings as a back up to him. You've got Coutinho and Buendia as that playmaker one. You really need a pacey outlet. Now, you do have um, Leon Bailey, but he's not had a good season and hasn't looked particularly good when he has played. He's been injured a lot, but it's not really an excuse. Um, You've got Bertrand Traore, who, again, not great. You need that pacey outlet. So they need three starters and probably two backup fullbacks. You're looking at a lot of expense. Now, they will spend money. They will back him. They've backed him already with the Coutinho and Dina deals. But it does feel like they're going to have to go big this summer and spend big on a centre-back, big on a holding midfielder, and big on that wide attacker who's got got pace and can be a bit of a a game-changer for them. Things need to improve, and he'll know that. If he doesn't challenge for Europe next year, they could bin him off. Uh, Coutinho's form has dipped. That's true. He came in, started really well, and has uh, has struggled since. He has struggled since. How Villa could line up. So they've gone Martinez, Cash, Conza, Mings, Dina. Chambers is the holding midfielder. Ramsey's currently out injured. Uh, McGinn, Louise, Buendia, Ings, and Watkins. Nothing really to scare you there. Watkins is a, is a bit of a pain in the backside, but you're not going to be too concerned there. Uh, Liverpool have everybody available. Bobby's back in full training. Robbo should be fine. Everybody looks good. Uh, there's a predicted Liverpool 11 here by Henry of Allison, Trent, Matip, Van Dijk, Simicus, Henderson, Thiago, Keita, Salah, Jota, Diaz. I don't think Thiago starts. I think it's Henderson, Jones, Keita, if I'm honest. I think Fabinho and Thiago both sit out with the cup final. On the horizon. Klopp laughs laughs off Pep remarks. So obviously Pep has been doing all his crying lately about how everybody supports Liverpool. And um, Klopp basically just had a good old laugh. I live live in Liverpool, so a lot of people here want us to win the league. That's true. But even here, it's probably only 50%. Other people are involved in another fight. He should have said relegation fight, but he was being polite. Look, as a manager, I'm, I had this experience recently after a game. We were obviously, how can I say it? We were massively influenced by the game and the situation. So what I said after the Spurs game, would I say it again? No. What I said after the game, they play like that. They are still, they're still only fifth. Um, I, I think what Klopp said after the Spurs game was fine, to be honest. 
Liverpool's record at Villa Park, obviously last season, didn't go well. Didn't go well at all. Uh, but we have had some good wins there over the years. As uh, a bit about Jota, John, John Moss is the referee. So if you're going to listen to post-match Raw, I'm sure Mr. Downey will have a quite insightful ref watch on Big John. And then there is the This Is Anfield match day live blog. Dan Club will be in charge of that. There's another piece here with two suggested lineups. Uh, one of them is Ali Trent, Joel, Virgil, Robbo, Henderson, Fabinho, Nabi, Salah, Mane, and Jota. And the other one then is Ali, Joe Gomez at right back, which would be a big surprise, to be honest. Uh, Matip, Van Dyke, Simicus, Jones, Henderson, Keita. That's what I expect in midfield. And then Salah, Firmino, Jota up front. And again, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I think Klopp will rotate, but I do think Trent will start. Uh, a few other bits and bobs there on this is Anfield to have a look at. A bit about Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. A uh, bit about Sepp Vandenberg. Obviously, there were rumours yesterday or reports yesterday out of Germany of Bayern Munich having a strong interest in Sadio Mane, so we'll wait and see what happens there. Liverpool.com have a piece up regarding projected team for tonight. Uh, Rivaldo might be right. About 70 million Liverpool duo as Jurgen Klopp sent Luis Diaz. Reminder, Pep Guardiola already knows what's next. Yada, yada. Uh, Liverpool make great 60 million transfer offer. What's this? This is the Media Digest piece. Um. Okay, Liverpool have bought out the sell-on clause of the Cade Gordon transfer from Derby. So they had a 20% sell-on clause in the deal. And we have paid one paid 500000 to buy that out. Now, that's obviously helps Derby because they're in a desperate state. But you'd imagine... If Gordon ever does move on, it will be a substantial profit for Liverpool against that type of figure. Uh, Mane's fig fee, sorry, Mane's future up in the air. Um, so Florian Plettenberg is the one who reported this Sadio Mane story. Christian Folk at CF Bayern, who is an absolute headbanger, he quote tweets a wit, not true. I mean, imagine the arrogance of a journalist. Imagine, imagine James Pierce tweets out Liverpool in negotiations to sign Rafinha. And Paul Joyce just quote tweets it. Not true. <laughs> oh, it would be great, but the arrogance it would take to do is incredible. Um the too many thing is starting to gather pace. Lots of stories from France that this, this deal is getting close. And a lot of stories out of Spain that Real are out of the running for him, that their focus is Mbappe and that they're also looking at maybe bringing in Pogba on a free. So there's that. 
Liverpool can repeat Luis Diaz transfer as FSG master plan could include the next Diogo Jota. I mean, Liverpool are keeping a close eye on Benfica forward Henrico, Henrique Arejo. 17 goals and six assists across different levels. Interesting. Not sure that's a that's repeating the Luis Diaz transfer, but you'll have that. Um, Anfieldindex.com has a headline piece up, Take the Red Pill, written by Stephen Smith. Do check that one out. Lots of new podcasts. There's a new scouted. Carol Sand isn't great because he was at work and he's hidden in a closet or something doing it, but it's good. It's all right. It's, it's definitely listenable. Uh, so do check that one out. There is also a new under pressure, and the lads made the point that under Jurgen Klopp, Liverpool have now completed over 50,000 pressing actions, which is incredible. And when you think of the fact that Gags and Dan Rhodes have collected and collated every single one of them, uh, massive achievement. And Gags obviously has done it, done the vast majority of it. Rhodes is only kind of taken over. Uh, I think this season he's done a lot of the pressing work, but outstanding work by the lads. Um, there was a Moby on the spot at the end of last week, if you haven't heard it. There's the Nina Kaiser show and post-match Raw from the weekend, if you're up for listening to those. There will be a post-match Raw tonight. Um, I think it is Jim Boardman and Mo with Trev. I think that's what it is. Um this is my last podcast until Thursday week. So uh, I will bid you farewell. I am away on my holidays because it's been a long year. And when the summer comes, all of these other part-timers go into hibernation and it's on me. So I'll be busy for the summer. So I'm taking my break now. And uh, I will speak to you all on Thursday week. Guy will do a daily read when Klopp has a press conference um, while I'm gone. But aside from that, just listen to everything else we've got going on AI and AI Pro. And take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.